whiz, you caught the attention of what, Ted Nugent? Yep, Ted was gracious enough to put the products in the field and to test them for us. And... Welcome to Wild Game Dynasty's podcast, episode number 78. Folks, we have a great podcast today. We're glad you dialed in, and well, it's called a two-for-one podcast. So we have two guests on today, and I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. We've well, we've done a podcast a couple of times with uh, with one of the guys, uh, or one of the persons, we'll say. But uh, today, we have a uh, podcast with that same person, Bill Stacy of Edge Attractants. I call it Power Feed. But uh, also, uh, he brought in his business partner. And uh, hey, I'm going to let uh, him explain uh, his business partner and let her explain her side of this whole story. Uh, Lisa Dickerson and Bill Stacy, welcome to Wild Game Dynasty's podcast number 78. Let's roll. Bill Stacy, this is Gary Morgan calling. Hey, Gary, how you doing today? Good, good. Hey, appreciate you agreeing to do a podcast with me, and I know it involves more than just you, but uh, boy, I woke up this morning to an additional coating of snow. I don't know, we had, I'm over in our, one of our camps over in Montmorency County. And it's nice and quiet over here. We're back in the back in the woods quite a bit, but I don't. We got probably four, five, six inches. How about you all? Uh yeah, I think we're we're up there. We got close to probably eight inches last night. So okay, uh, we're indoors for the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might be that way for a few days because I see the temperatures are really dropping hard. Uh, I was thinking yep. about going out for a, a bobcat hunt, and uh, I think I'll postpone that a little bit and head back up to the UP and do one. So so hey, uh, I really appreciate you connecting up and agreeing to do this podcast and we've done them before once or twice and you always have a neat story to tell but uh, um, you have been busy I know with your power feed company you're expanding you're, you talk about some different product lines one thing I know is I get I'm exhausted trying to follow where you're at next because you're you're all over the place in a positive way I mean you have a a, a very uh, busy job, but you're also developing this company, which has really, really taken hold, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. You know, not for lack of effort, I guess, because you're pretty much eating and sleeping stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's been, it's it's going pretty well and got some neat things going on with some uh, other companies starting to expand a little bit. But yeah, in, in the meantime, I, I also have my girlfriend here, um, Lisa, who has become part of the company. Um, nice. She's taken over a lot of the social media stuff, doing a lot of that, organizing, uh, ordering, and, you know, stuff that I don't like to do and I'm not very good at. So it's been an interesting story yeah. for both of us. Well, let me, let me, break, let me so, break Let me break into this. Let me interrupt a little bit. You have a girlfriend. You said so you developed a relationship, which is outstanding. Um, you must have tapered your efforts back because you were going 80 miles an hour with your business. So how in the heck in the hunting industry did you have time to uh, find a, a wonderful gal? I mean, you mentioned her name's Lisa. you got to explain that one because I, I didn't think you were, hardly had any time to, to turn around. That's for sure. And obviously, that's if, you know, I wasn't, you want to share your experiences with somebody and you always pray that, you know, hey, it'd be great to meet somebody that had shared the same interests, you know, yeah. so uh, that can be kind of hard to come by. Well, I got lucky, and wow. I just tell you a quick story, I guess, how that happened was I wanted to expand 
throughout the state on some field staff. Basically, the information that I read was the fastest way to do it is obviously social media, Facebook. And so I just read a, uh, some different things about how to do it, and it wasn't complicated. So, you know, I just went on Facebook, and when you scroll down, you know, it'll give you friend suggestions. And so I, I wasn't there more than 30 seconds when Lisa's profile came up, and I clicked on her profile and I went through, you know, basically all her info and her photos and wow, this is perfect. And she was only a couple hours away. I reached out to her and asked her if she'd be interested in field testing some of my product. Yeah. She did. She's right here next to me. So. <laughs> oh, she's in the room. I am. How you doing, Lisa? Good morning. Good morning. I've heard Bill's stories before and they've all been truthful. And he's telling this one, he's he's talking about how uh, wonderful of a gal you are. He's leading into that, I know. And uh, I know he's truthful. But I thought, ah, uh, he's BSing all of us. You know, he's trying to catch our attention, trying to sell his product. But now that I hear your voice, this is all a true story. It's a, uh, this is kind of neat. So you guys met through the, we'll call it the world or the industry of hunting. We did. Wow. Not many relationships, not that I know of get developed because of a common interest such as hunting, but I'm I'm happy it did for you all. Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you, when Bill reached out to you and wanted you to be a pro staff, you thought, yeah, right, he's he's pulling my leg. He's, he's uh, just trying to meet me. What was your thought? I mean, that's kind of my thought because a lot of guys do that, you know. Actually, I was doing that for a couple different companies last year, so I didn't really think anything of it, okay. honestly. <laughs> okay. And so when I met him, it was just completely innocent on my, <laughs> on my end. And, you know, I was just excited to try something new. And we just instantly kind of hit it off. And we started chatting shortly after he left. And it just turned into something where we were talking on a daily basis and one thing led to another and there here we, we are, are. <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool that's a that's a uh, really a neat story whether it be hunting or some other topic but certainly for all of our listeners who dial into our podcast probably for the purpose of hearing a hunting story or several of them this is certainly one that a lot of guys and gals that are out there looking for someone that uh, shares the same common interest, they might try not looking too far from the hunting scene, hey? Absolutely, and I think that that was something that we both um, had decided when we, neither one of us were really looking for anything as far as another relationship goes at this point in our lives, but we both knew that we were never going to look for anything other than somebody that definitely hunting was a passion for both of us. Yeah. We were never going to look for anybody that didn't share that same interest. Yeah. That was definitely a huge thing for both of us. Yeah, the power feed had to work, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we got to... Yeah, if you you delivered something that was a skunk in the woodpile, we'll say. Right. Boy, you would have really had to work hard to uh, catch your attention again, I bet you. That would have been tough. I would have went back in the lab and tried to fix something. (laughs) Yes, indeed, because as we know, not everything works exactly the way it's supposed to all the time. And boy, that interaction, you did not need a malfunction in your PowerFeed product. You know, our connection was pretty quick. And 
that was unexpected. So it kind of threw me for a loop. And yeah, um, but no, I didn't question it. Kind of got to go with it when you feel a certain way. And you bet. Yeah, I'm not speaking for Lisa, but I think it was pretty quick for her too. Um, right. I mean, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so good. You know, well, the, I think that, you know, the passion that we have outdoors and whitetail hunting, it's just, it's both. So we have that, yeah. you know, we're tied to it. And yeah. so for us to, to share this together and, uh, you know, our journey together and building, because Lisa's not part of Edge Attracting, so yeah. we're going to, we're excited about where we're going to go with the company, you know. Yeah, it's just super exciting all the way around. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You got, uh, you got, you doubled, you doubled your uh, workforce. Yeah, she is the workforce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of ladies, I know my wife says, "Hey, you guys, you know, they they can think about one thing at a time." At least, ladies, she said, "We can multitask." And I thought, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I thought, "No, she's right." <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I can think about more than one thing at a time, but I tell you what, when we get focused on something. Sometimes us guys, we don't look at the peripherals that have a big influence. We need a, a business partner that uh, complements the situation. You two have developed or are continuing to develop uh, your company into a, uh, I will call it a powerful company. <laughs> so um, it's catching the attention. I mean, gee whiz, you caught the attention of what, Ted Nugent? Yep. Ted was gracious enough to put the products in the field and to test them for us and with well i mean he's put some posts on facebook and you know i've talked with him you know i've met him been with him personally and he's promoting the product and that's a huge deal and yep. just excited to see where that's going to go you know yes. and i think with lisa you know it's kind of cliche i well you always want to be with somebody that's your best friend and she's my best friend so yep. and I, you know that's just real hard to say we just share so much yeah it's almost surreal yeah <laughs> well and that's a neat thing i mean you almost have to uh wake up not pinch yourself but i mean you can do that too but just be thank you're just as you guys are i'm sure you're believers uh and you and you wake up every morning and thank god that uh he uh, brought you two together and he's given you another day together well we know that's the reason you bet so, not to get real personal about that kind of stuff oh, that's good inspiration though for a lot of people that are look, looking for uh, I mean, answers in wrong places. Yeah, we, we both are Christians and have strong faith in our Lord and Savior. So Perfect. That's the reason why we're together. Because we right. were, well, we're not being selfish and praying for that kind of stuff to happen, but, you know, yeah, we're, it's, we're supposed to live life. We yeah. give all the credit to Him. Yeah, we're supposed to have a uh, fulfilled uh, life, even on planet Earth. I mean, it's our temporary place but uh he built this place for us to enjoy and and live it in the way that he's uh, commanded us and so we do our we 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 screw it up pretty easily but every once in a while we we our distractions we get them back on track and look what happens when you when we do that is to put put our practices uh in front of us the way they're supposed to but hey i have a question to lisa because yeah. um well i gotta say i mean i i went on some social media and i i um, notice that you shot some really nice quality bucks. Not to say that's a measuring tool, but a lot of gals don't hunt. Very few, because only about 7% of our population even hunts. And you take that and you say, well, 
what percentage of the 7% are gals? Not many. It's a growing thing, which is a wonderful thing. But uh, my question is, how did you get involved in hunting? Has this been a lifelong practice of yours, enjoyment? I mean, as I, I look at hunters and we're, we're conservationists. How did you become, we'll say, that conservationist uh, with a bow in your hand? Um, my dad. I actually started off um, as a really little girl being drug out in the woods by my dad, bunny hunting. Um, my mom my mom and dad kind of did split shifts with work. My mom worked third shift, and my dad was our babysitter during the day. He was always a really big hunter, and so that meant I was out in the woods with him. Wow. Um, from the Neat. time I was probably four or five years old, I was you know, wrapped up in his big hunting coats and drugged through the snow, <laughs> and um, it was just a lifestyle for me with my, you know, being towed along with my brother, and that's how it started, and it was something that I just always loved, and it turned from bunny hunting to starting to go, you know, deer hunting, and turned from deer hunt, from rifle hunting at a young age to archery, and archery has become my passion. It went from doing leagues to something that I just, I'm in the woods 45 days straight. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I just absolutely love it, and I have boys of my own, and I have got them into it, something that they absolutely love. So you're you're carrying out the tradition that your, your dad, will say, kind of started with you. You're... Yeah. You're carrying yep. that out with your boys. Yep, absolutely. That's pretty neat. Tell me some. Uh, tell me some things about this with your dad, and and some things that you've carried through with your boys. I mean, where you hunt. You know, what kind of uh, practices you you do while you're hunting that maybe your dad shared with you. You know, some conversations. Because a lot of us, we all were raised by somebody. You know, we have a population of people coming into this world that just haven't chosen hunting. And I think maybe, just maybe, it's because they haven't been introduced to something like that, something in the outdoors. So share with us what I mean, you kind of highlighted about the bunny hunting and what it's transformed into now, you know, what it's made you into today. But share some neat stories about that. The, the property that I, that I hunt the most is actually my, my parents' property. And it's the property that my boys have grown up hunting since they were, they, they started rifle hunting and they now archery hunt and still rifle hunt. And um, my, like you had mentioned, my dad passed away in unexpectedly in, October, in August of 2019. Wow. Um, and that's obviously was a huge loss to yeah. us. Absolutely. Um, and the you know the boys obviously miss him dearly, but carrying on the tradition of uh, what he taught me and I have taught them is um, something that we just look forward to every deer season since. Yeah. And um, you know they they hunt out of his stand. I hunt out of his stand. Coincidentally, every buck I've shot. Um, has been out of his stand and wow. it's just kind of a surreal thing there's been some very cool stories of of some bucks I've harvested with him with me 
So when I harvested my buck last year, without him, it was bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's just very cool being able to still have that property and still be able to hunt with the boys without him. Yeah. Well, he left such a, a legacy to you, you all, you, and then to his grand grandkids, we'll say, your boys. And this is um, so appreciated by you all because the way he must have taught you was a way that you all embraced it right from the beginning because we have so many stories about people that were introduced to maybe some sort of hunting and it wasn't for them. And a lot of people it isn't. But um, but certainly it was for you, for you all because... Uh, he did it right. He had to have did it right from the very beginning, or uh, it could have took a different direction. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really neat. I would, I would only imagine sitting in that stand, that spot that you share with your dad and now you with your boys, that there's got to be some conversations that you have quietly, um, you know, out there in the wild when you're by yourself, just kind of reflecting, and or harvesting a. a a wonderful animal and having that quiet conversation with with uh with your dad that to me something like that is what a lot of people that aren't choosing uh to get outside and do something uh enjoyable whether it be hunting hiking whatever it might be they're missing out big they absolutely are i think uh between you and bill you guys are creating not just a relationship but um you're fostering the opportunity to share your opportunity, your opportunities, I should say, with other people, whether it be through your actions out in the woods, but certainly with that power feed company. I mean, there's many people you're going to come in contact with. Yeah, um, you know, just the fact that you know having our shop, you know, here in Charlotte, you know, where we make power feed and the power juice and. You know, now we have the Power Mineral, and then we're coming out with a new one. I don't know if we're going to make it this year, but a new product of uh, spring and fall seed, which will be called Power Seed. Oh, food plot stuff. Food plot stuff, yeah. Wow. So, but having, you know, where we make it here in Charlevoix right now, this past season, just so busy, and the interaction with everybody that comes in and out buying product, everybody's got a store. They are all uniquely different. Yes. Yeah. And especially when you get dads um, and moms who bring their kids in and they like to see what's going on, how it's made. They're telling us about the pics that they've got on camera from all the bucks that are coming to the product and that kind of – it's it's just it's the interaction. So all the people that you get to meet, yeah, you start to build, you know, a relationship through, you know, the product. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. It's a really neat thing. And, and, and I – you know, and the one thing I think that's unique – with Lisa, it's the fact that it's almost kind of unheard of. Is the fact that Lisa's one, as a female, is the one raised her kids on hunting. She did. That. Yeah. Uh, usually, it's the way around. It's it's the male. But, yeah. But because of the way she was raised by her dad, she took those reins and got her kids involved. They have the passion, just like she does. And so I think that's a cool story in itself. It um, sure is. You know, her kids at young age were she got involved in, you know, they were in leagues and stuff like that. And, and you know, and she's right there with them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good quality time. And, and the time that she's with them, it's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it is. That's good quality time. I mean, uh, I remember 
my son, uh, who doesn't hunt, but he, uh, he spends a, a fair amount of time in the outdoors and he reflects on, it was a youth league, but you know, he needed to be driven there. And, and it was, uh, it was probably about a 20 mile drive to a, uh, to an indoor league. And, and I knew I'd run into people I knew there. So we'd have a, you know, a good time, uh, chit-chatting with the, the dads and the moms watching our kids compete in an indoor league and that just fostered additional relationships additional friendships and uh, when my son was done with the bow it was a youth uh, bear bow that I bought with all the accessories and he outgrew it and I reached out to an archery shop the pro shop and said hey time to pass this on to somebody and he looked at me like you're giving this I said what am I going to do with it somebody there's somebody out there whether they can afford to buy a bow or not doesn't matter give it to them right and uh, there's like you just said bill there's so many opportunities to share our experiences through conversation through actions let the uh, non-hunting public know how important hunting is i just read an article today about how important our hunting really is to the conservation of our you know of, of the land and the and the critters that inhabit it in the United States and without that without that Pittman Robertson Act and having 11 percent of the you know excise tax passed on which creates you know billions of dollars over time you know that's that could be in jeopardy right now they're talking that there's some movement to uh, you know to cut back that and not encourage hunting and not encourage uh, well, I'm thinking hey Instead of not encouraging hunting, how about if we encourage people to spend some time outdoors and let them decide for themselves if, if it's hunting, hiking, fishing, whatever it might be. But certainly, uh, you know, get their fannies off the couch and get outside and enjoy it. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think just for the fact that the way our society is now, we need more involvement more than ever because... Yeah. Hunting creates the camaraderie for families, we'll say, to start, to get families to do things together, um, spend that time together. It just seems, I mean, and we're all guilty of it. I oh, mean, yeah. technology has taken over. Yeah. So. Well, um, and, and two is, uh, you know, we can tell our kids, uh, you know, we get to a point where they start, I don't know what age that is. It's different for every uh, family and kid, I guess, but eventually they probably start dating. How are they going to find a uh, that significant other if we're sitting on the couch playing a video game or not reaching outside? Because as of right now, I know a uh, very nice couple that fostered a wonderful relationship through the industry of hunting. And that in and of itself, being your story, you guys' story, that's, that's just a neat uh, byproduct of uh, having a passion of being outside and doing something you really enjoy. And if we don't share that story, we'll say the story of being outside, you know, and I think we we have held it to ourselves for a few generations because we're we're losing uh, we're losing some numbers here. We lost a lot of numbers. I talked about the demographics of our hunting podcast listening listening group and I'm missing the uh, 20 to 26 27 year olds. I'm not seeing those people dial into our hunting podcast yet for our age group above that it's huge right so that group meaning lisa bill gary and all of us i think we uh we uh have to do what we're doing and that's uh let our light shine let people know how important uh, getting outside is 
is and how much fun it can be. I totally agree. And I, you know, I think if you start getting into the details about how to change the graphics or get people, more and more people involved in hunting because we are losing the numbers. I know the demographics for women and my own research is growing. Yes. So that's positive. Yes. Females tend to promote more than males do. Yes, indeed. If it's And they're more honest about it. Yeah. So um, I think the fact that we have a lot of things are fighting us these days on trying to get those numbers back to where they need to be. Obviously, we know, you know who we're fighting, um, and I'm not going to get political, but it's... Right, right. Uh, that's that's a, a major deal. Yeah. It, I mean, I'm in an, the... We're in the uh, attractive industry, and that is a... Believe it or not, over the last two years, um, companies have faded away. Yeah, they have. So, few major companies out there that are still doing their thing and the reason being is is because obviously a lot of states now are going to this no baking ban like we are here in michigan yeah that right there is that's the whole argument is the fact that you have such a the majority of your hunters which when they have time they're going to go and they want to see animals yeah they don't want to go out and uh, maybe hunt the back 40 right out the back door and they've got maybe 10 15 20 acres or more and with the access to hunting whether that be being able to drive far enough or whatever the the obstacles are and sitting out back in that uh, in that tree stand or on that ground blind and not seeing anything to uh, catch our attention you know seeing no deer seeing one deer you know versus uh yeah putting a food plot out and you're you guys are going to expand in that area or maybe some attractants uh, that you guys offer uh, that offers a an additional opportunity to foster a relationship between that person and hunting itself and being uh, that conservationist that we need we need more and more people that look at our 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 outdoors as a uh, as a gift that we need to uh, embrace and enjoy and and conserve it i think if you had to were to ask the question what's the one thing that would increase hunting numbers that's to bring back legal feeding yeah absolutely and it doesn't have to be a dump truck or a, or a pickup it's not it, no. it actually does not but it, no. if you're not if you're not seeing if you're if you're wanting to try and get those demographics what you were just talking about you know the 20 to 30s yeah that's the one way you do it yes it is absolutely all the food plots not everybody can do food plots right and so with with state land and everything like that and and trying and taking that person that city has never hunted before that might be 25 yeah well the, the way to get them involved is to seeing animals yes, and it's indeed. not even harvesting an animal it's just if they've never hunted they see whitetail up close that may hook them absolutely and, absolutely you know, and next year we're going to buy another license yes indeed yeah it's, it's not hard we just make it so hard yeah um to try and uh, you know get the numbers back it's i'm not in agreement obviously <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you what here because i think i'm going to use uh, the line from ted nugent and that's true logic and common sense has yep. gone out the window gone out the window is right yeah absolutely well i i look at uh, your company 
your decision and your partner's decision now. Business partner, you and Lisa have made a, uh, a very logical decision that rings true to me. And that's, uh, and, and don't, Lisa, don't take this as a Facebook stalker because I'm not, but uh, it, it uh, putting Lisa's face, we'll say, or person at it, whether it be a trade show in the near future or promoting on social media is a heck of a lot better eye-catching than putting Bill Stacy's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Bill would agree. Bill would ag- Bill, it, it, I would think you would agree because it caught your attention, bud. Well, yeah, to just kind of finish out the story, when I said I was putting a field staff together and it was going to be all females, and I figured I was going to do three or four. Yeah. It's the first person that I found and the last person. Yes, yeah. indeed. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it really, I, I say this, yeah, we, we giggled about this, but it's true in that if we can have more people more, more diversity, ladies, you know, promoting our product, our, that hunting, uh, the, the industry of hunting, the products that uh, help us do that, carry out our, you know, our, our efforts in a positive way, whether it be attractants or products in, in other ways, you know, the hardware, the gun, the, the bow, whatever it might be, the tree stand. We, we need that because we need other ladies and youth to listen and say, this is not just the good old boys club that it kind of, I don't know if it was intentionally it went in that direction, but it sure got there. And, uh, hey, we lost some hunters. We talked about this, probably beat it up quite a bit tonight, or this morning, excuse me. But um, certainly uh, uh, putting Lisa's uh, face and name on the front side of your company, I think, is a wonderful opportunity to um, draw attention of people like her. Other well, other gals and even guys that may be saying, hey, this, you know, my neighbor, they go hunt, hunting and it seems like they're a little offensive and they're a little over the top. And no, it doesn't have to be that way. Make it make it the way you want to make it. Um, bow hunting is a quiet sport and you can sit in, you know, in Lisa's case, it's, it's an opportunity to foster three generations on the family farm and have a great time with it. And I, you know, I, I have a special spot on state land that I really enjoy going to. And I'd have to go into a 30 minute dissertation of why it's special to me. But I go there when I, when I kind of want to just reflect back. And, uh, and that can be a lot of people's stories. You know, maybe they have just five or 10 acres, but that would be a great spot to take up that sport of hunting or some sort of outdoor recreation. And, and as they pull into the driveway of that five or ten acres or twenty acres, whatever it is, they're going to look at that place differently. They're not going to look at it as in, you know, oh, gal, you know, we got to mow all this grass and I've got to go out there and kind of clean the place up. And it's a kind of a pain in the rear end. They'll look at it much differently. They're going to look at it, man, this is my playground. This is my, my park. This is my theme park uh, that there's so much going on out there. You know, pretty soon they're getting into a lot of different things just to enjoy, uh, uh, you know, out there, whether it be, like you say, sitting and observing wildlife at its at its finest. Yeah, that's our society today. I don't know who wants to watch anything on television. <laughs> no. It's not yeah. very positive. No, you know, uh-uh. 
in the woods as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that is, I think for speaking, and I, I can, I think I can speak for Lisa on this too. It's, it is the time in the woods. It is the most people relaxing yep. and exciting time yeah. that there is. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, to so be able to, you know, share that with somebody, um, you know, and then what you were saying before, you know, putting a face to our company and, you know, it's not just that, of course, she's incredibly gorgeous, but the fact that she is so full of knowledge, yep. she Absolutely. brings a lot of knowledge of whitetail hunting, the outdoors to what we're trying to offer as a company. Yeah. And, you know, and our product is different. So I know power feed is not your, your same old, same old, and you know that. Oh, so, ab- absolutely. Uh, Tell you what, Bill, for my clients up in the Upper Peninsula, where I use it solely, exclusively, uh, for whitetail hunts. And we do uh, mainly uh, the 1st of November until uh, the day before Thanksgiving. So we'll have three or four different groups, and we're hunting that rut season. We're hunting the, the uh, post-rut, thus the firearm season. It has saved me a lot. Could go down the list, but it saved my back from hauling, you know, <laughs> Uh, you know, 80 pounds of, of uh, corn times two or three bags back in there are sugar beets. I knew that was something I want to get away from anyways. And I know up there we have to put a little bit of attractant out, but I certainly didn't want to, you know, you put the corn out and you got a million squirrels and that's okay. But then, you know, anyways, fast forward, I started using your products, a small bag, take it out. Our success rates have grown exponentially. You know, I'm not carrying feed out every chance I get. I know that the scent will stay in the ground a little bit, stay in the air. It works really well. It's just easy to handle. It's all natural. You know, there's no chemicals involved in this thing. You know, I know who I'm buying it from. I'm buying it from a U. It's a Michigan company. And um, and then, you know, in the in the very near future, I, I can tell my buddies, you got to go on their Facebook page because now he's got a really uh, a better looking spokesperson. Yeah, she's definitely the <laughs> face of edge attractions. Yeah, yeah. So, and then two is, you know, that's going to, hey, I can see you guys uh, going to a, if we ever get back to normal, whatever that is, uh, going to a trade show. And uh, Bill, you'll be the guy carrying the power feed or the stuff they buy out to their vehicle while Lisa's doing the one-on-one selling. And I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I know my role. <laughs> well, I, all, I, I we talked about Ted Nugent. He's a wonderful guy. He's uh, he can be my spokesperson anytime. He he comes across differently than I would, and he's uh, he's highly intelligent. But he's got a uh, yeah, he's got a sharp looking gal that's been by his side as business partner for a long time. But uh, she's sharp. She knows the industry too, and and they work well together. And yes. there's a lot of other people that do that. And it um, just is a compliment. It becomes a, uh, you know, a, a, an easier, I don't know, it's just an easier situation going forward. So you always hear that behind every successful man is <laughs> basically person, or significant other. So yeah. I think that goes a long way. Oh yes, it does, bud. Person, so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, um, are we missing something? Do we? Do we miss a topic? I can't think of something, but uh, I'm looking at the timeline. We're always trying to stay under a certain time frame, so we. I want to appeal to the to the twenty and twenty to twenty to twenty seven year olds, and I'm told they have a short attention span, so I don't want to give them too much to have to think about. I, Any anything uh, you want to add? 
I, I think one thing maybe to, if people are going to, you know, listen to this podcast and, and we're new to setting a lot of the stuff that's on the website, our Facebook page, it, we're in a transit. And so we're trying to get all that stuff updated and everything like that. Lisa's going to be the one that's handling all the emails and stuff like that. Okay. Any questions or anything like that people want to ask, they're just going to go to her and she'll respond to those. So it won't be me. And, Smart and, move, bud. You know, sometimes it's easier to talk, you know, to a female and, and ask questions, you know, yeah. and, you know, not get a basically, I don't know, an intimidating answer. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's just easier for people to contact a, a female, a woman, yep. I, I think. Well, you I know, think. To, to reach I, out. She, it's not as intimidating. Probably, yeah. You know, so, you know, we're going to go that route and she's going to handle all that. And so if anybody's listening to the podcast and, they want to ask any questions about the product, about uh, any of her experiences or anything like that. That'd be awesome. So. Outstanding. Hey, I have a, I have a favor to ask. Mm-hmm. Not you, Lisa. Yes. And that, <laughs> well, I have a favor for Bill too, but um, the one that I have, uh, actually for both of you, but I mean certainly for you, is uh, that story about your dad passing along the heritage of hunting to you and how it became a natural thing for you to enjoy and why it did, because you had a great teacher. Um, and then, of course, passing that along to your boys, because they're enjoying it, because thus they had a great teacher, because you knew how to approach them, because you were taught that same way. I, I think if <laughs> I think if you shared that in the form of an article on our blog, I know, yeah, I'm, I'm begging for somebody to... Uh, um, to share that story. Thus, Lisa, I think it would be a neat story to uh, put a pen and pen, pen on paper, and um, we could post that, and there'd be a lot of people that would appreciate that story and get into some details, if you would. Now, I'm doing this on the podcast. So I'm putting you right on, right on the bubble. But if you're up for it, um, we would certainly be up for it. And a lot of our listeners, we they follow the blog pretty steady. We, you know, we've got a very strong following on her blog as well yeah absolutely oh that'd be wonderful yeah that'd be that'd be outstanding and a lot of what i if i write or if we have other contributors uh to uh um, a lot of it goes to my one daughter who is uh creative writing so a lot of times what i have to do is i have to send it to her so so it makes sense but your story just as you told it is is remarkable and it's uh that kudos back to to your old man yeah and uh Yep. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty neat. I, I love that story. It's just neat. So, hey, we're going to wrap things up if that's good with you guys. Yep, sounds good, Jerry. All righty. Yeah, hey, congratulations on on uh, doubling the staff at uh, at your company. Appreciate that. Thank and, you. And if you're going to double it, you're probably going to have a, a realization that you, you bring in quality people, you know, uh, and uh, Harvey, you got to do that if you got to um, go out and look for somebody to date. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Ulterior motives. No, I know that's not true. But, yeah, we can have we can have fun teasing Bill about it. I'm going to do it. I know that. So That's, that's okay. Well, hey, yes, indeed. So, hey, meanwhile, just before we, we close, you guys are looking at probably uh, planning a uh, you two and two others to go out to Missouri on a on a trophy whitetail hunt, eh? Yes, yeah. we are. All right. Yes, we are. I think that's through you, isn't it? I think 
<laughs> yeah, I, 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 I saw an email or a text, and I'm thinking, yeah, okay. So uh, I'm hoping to grab up a couple of parcels that I'm looking forward to, and I'm still waiting to hear back. And uh, but either way, uh, you know, our, our our friend Zeb out there, he's going to hook us up with a couple other parcels. So we're, hopefully, we're going to add a few more options out there, and I think we are. So uh, I got to I got to work on him. I got to work on Zeb doing a podcast with me, and. Uh, he wanted to know how he could practice first, and I told him, Zeb, there's no practice when it comes to podcasts. We just get right into it and, and bear, bear all. Don't, don't, don't hide anything. Zeb, he's going to just roll with it. <laughs> he might steal the show. He might steal the show. Who knows? So. Yeah, because after meeting him and spending some time with Zeb, yeah, I don't think he needs to practice. No, absolutely not. Well, hey, Godspeed to you all. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Gary. Thanks a lot. All right, hey, take care. Episode number 78 is brought to you by... Hey, it is antler growing season until mid-August, so now is the time to get those mineral sites going, and we can help with that with our product called Power Mineral. For more information, call 231-492-6697 or Facebook it at Edge Attractants Incorporated. And also brought to you by... Hey out there, this is Barry Wenzel. I've been successfully hunting white-tailed deer for over 60 years now. Deer base their entire existence on messages received from their noses. And you can increase communications within the local social structure by using Smokey's deer lures. They just flat out work great for me. Give Smokey's a try, and I think you'll agree. Best of luck and shoot straight. Well, folks, thanks for dialing into episode number 78. Kind of a summary might be to uh, challenge all of us, all, all of us, including myself. We have an opportunity to mentor somebody in the out of doors, whether it be hunting, hiking, whatever it might be. Don't hesitate. Take that person out out there and uh, introduce them to that uh, the outdoors. It might be uh, somebody that might buy a fishing or hunting license and might uh, do so the same for the next person on down the road. Until the next time, talk to you then. Mm-hmm.